this week in Dubai was all about COP28, where state leaders and environmentalists from all over the world uh, descended on Dubai and the UAE, giving vibes of Expo 2020. And uh, surely that will continue now for the next 10 days. And there'll be a lot of interesting things to come out of that as the world gets together to create a, a better future around the environment and climate change. There was also FinTech Week in Abu Dhabi. A lot of people also descended on Abu Dhabi, which is becoming you know, the region is fintech is such a growing space for investments and Abu Dhabi's fintech week is, uh, has done a good job at merging sort of traditional financial fintech and the crypto space as well. There was a fintech company in the UAE who announced funding rounds this week called Flow. They they announced $48 million and another one in the energy space, Immensa, I-M-M-E-N-S-A, raised $20 million in a Series B round. Uh, I attended the Saudi Games over in Riyadh, the launch of that, where our Love & Brands are partner. Uh, but this week's interview is all about the uh, personal health space. Uh, I personally tried this product, uh, full endorsement, uh, full uh, transparency, uh, non-endorsement for now. I tried it, I enjoyed it, uh, and for different health reasons, I've tried other products since then. Uh, but I really enjoyed this conversation, and I, I think you will too. To another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. Today we welcome Vadim Fedotov, the CEO of Bionic, a leader in personalized nutrition. Bionic patented an AI algorithm uh, fueled by data from 40,000 people and 400, 4 million sorry, data points. It, they basically provide tailors, tailored supplement solutions uh, by cross-referencing quiz responses with blood test results. It's quite scientific. I've been through the process myself. Uh, but since entering the UAE market in 2021, Bionic has rapidly expanded globally, uh, marking one year of transformative success under Vadim's visionary leadership. So good morning, Vadim. Morning, Richard. How Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. You're a big guy. You, not everyone can, can see you listening, but tell us about your background. You played basketball, I believe. Yeah, I'm uh, 6'9", 260. Uh, I played basketball for the German national team. I played in the US. I played Division One for the Buffalo Bulls. Um, I had quite some exposure to professional sport, the, 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 the highlights and the downlights. I mean, I had four torn ACLs. I'm the first official athlete who, who returned after four torn ACLs. So, yeah, um, any sport? And, and, and basketball, basketball in the US. Yeah. In the US, I was, I was actually a Wikipedia page about that part. So um, I think that was when I realized that maybe sports is not in my future, but anything had, you know health and optimization related might be. Uh, so that was kind of like the starting point. But yeah, sports is huge. My dad was a professional tennis player. Um, so everybody in our family is very, very on sport. Amazing. And did you did those injuries force you to retire eventually? Or? Yes, of course. I mean, if the, when so the way injuries work is uh, you're as for as long as you're out, that's how long it takes you to get back. So let's say ACL is six to nine months. So after you tear it, you rehab for six to nine months, and it takes you six to nine months after you stop rehabbing to be as good as you were beforehand. Mm. So in the four years in the US, I spent more time rehabbing than I actually did playing. And afterwards, you're just like, okay, you're, you're at the point where you're 24, you know, your next surgery might be one where you can't walk anymore properly. So I figured, you know, I think it's, it's enough. How are your knees now? I haven't jogged, ran, or done anything dynamic in 10 years, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. But I can walk and I'm happy with that. That's good, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about your journey then. How did you come to set up Bionic? So I think 
you know, when you, when you're a professional athlete and you go down the route, when you're 16, 18, you always think, you know, I'm going to be an NBA player. I'm going to be a superstar. I'm going to be great. And so when I was still in Germany and I was like captain of the national team and I was like MVP of the all-star game, you're like, oh my God, I'm so good. It's going to be great. You know, you have Dirk Nowitzki in the U.S., you know, doing great things. And then you get to the U.S. and you realize one thing. You might be good in your home country, but you're no one in the U.S. I mean, I was one of the best players in my age group in Germany. I wasn't even one of the best 10 players in my own team when I got to New York. So you quite, quite quickly realize that professional athlete or sports is not the career future path. So you start looking into, okay, what's going to be next? So I studied uh, business administration marketing. And after, after college, I went to the very typical German route. So I grew up in Germany, in Munich. And in, in Germany, it's, it's very standard. You either become a doctor, you either go to the, to the automobile uh, industry. So you go to BMW or to Mercedes, or you become a management consultant. So I became a management consultant. Uh, so I did that for two and a half years. While doing that, um, I was exposed to different, different industries and different businesses. And at that time, this is around 2011, there was a company which was the fastest growing company in the world called Groupon. Maybe, you know, maybe the listeners remember that. It's the fastest company grew from zero to a billion dollars in revenue and then an IPO. So I joined Groupon before the IPO. I was quite young. I was, I think, 20, 25. And Were they part of the, there was, what are they called? Uh, there's, there's a company, I should know this, yeah. but there's a company in Germany who... My City Deal. Uh, they, they, Rocket yeah. Internet bought. Yeah. So, so there's Rocket Internet, who's the largest uh, VC firm in, in Germany. They were part of Groupon. Groupon was which launched in the US, came to 48 countries. And right before the IPO, and I mean, the IPO was humongous back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined Groupon and uh, I became the youngest CEO at 26 and out, out of all 48 markets. And so I ran Groupon for Eastern Europe for five years. So I did that corporate part. Uh, then I went to the media space to better understand, you know, other aspects of business. And by the age of probably 32, I think you're in a position where, at least I was, where it's like, I think it's time for me not to just work on other people's value, but start looking into how I can create value myself and how I can innovate. And the two passions I always had was education. And the second one was, you know, health. So I knew I want to go somewhere in that route, but I didn't know what. I didn't know where. Like, I think a lot of founders are like, you know, deep inside, you want to create something yourself, but how can you, you know, find the idea and fix yourself on the idea and really dig into that idea? So passion is very, very important. So education and health was very, very passionate about. You don't have to pay me to think about education. You don't have to pay me to think about health. I'll do that regardless. Mm-hmm. So that was the founding block where I'm looking at. And while I was thinking about what could I create myself, what could I build, what product it could be, I had uh, the following experience, which is a lot of founders call it uh, the, the aha moment, where I was working a corporate job, was, you know, top of the line, was, you know, C-level. And although I had all the resources and the money and I would invest so much time into my health in terms of I had personal trainers, I had dietitians, I had, you know, physiotherapists and all those things, I was feeling brain fogged. I was overweight, I didn't have the energy, I wouldn't want to work out after work anymore on the weekends, I just wanted to hang in or stay in. And I wanted, like, how can somebody with my background, being an athlete, with my resources and the time invested into my health, be in such a bad shape and such a bad place, also cognitively and mentally, right? And this is where, where I started my, my personal health journey where I was like, okay, let me speak to someone who might know. And I was recommended to go to see a doctor. 
endocrinologist. So I go to speak to him and I tell him all of my symptoms, my fatigue level, my cognitive brain fog, my physical, you know, deficiencies. So I remember the doctor sits across from me just like you and he's like nodding, nodding. He's like, yes, I know exactly what's going on. I know exactly what we need to do. So I'm like, oh my God, it's great. He's like, we should do a blood test. And based on this blood test, I'll tell you exactly what to do. I'm like, oh my God, great. So I do the blood test, costs a thousand dollars. Remember that I'm like, okay, big investment. Let's, let's figure out. I wait for a week. I come back into, into his office a week later, expecting this holy grail experience where he tells me, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to change. This is what's going to happen. And I remember I walk into his office. He looks at me. He's like, oh yeah, you. Opens up his computer, prints out the blood test results, looks at the PDF for like 20 seconds, looks back at me and says, yeah, you're fine. And I'm like, what do you mean you're fine? He's like, yeah, you're not ill. I'm like, okay, I'm not ill. I still have the symptoms though. He's like, listen, if you'd be ill, I'd give you something, I'd prescribe you something, but you're not ill, there's nothing I can do here. Hmm. And that was like, or it's like the first step of me realizing traditional medicine is about healing of people that are already ill. And I was looking for solutions that are more about optimization. And this is where the bionic journey started. I'm like, okay, I want to create a product which is about optimization. Okay, fascinating. So, a couple of things. We'll go deeper into bionic because I'm curious and for listeners to hear. But uh, running a was it were you CEO of a listed company? At yeah, I was. I was yes. So at 26, I was the CEO for the region of a listed company. Correct. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, how did you find that experience? Was it were you qualified for it? Did you were you look back and thinking you were out of your depth, or did, were you kind of like? What was it crazy? Was it? It was, it was insane. It was crazy. I mean, Sabre Doxley document signatures, like you had to sign off everything public related. You couldn't say any single thing about the company that could impact the stock. Um, everything, every movement you had. I mean, the region I was responsible for, we had over 2000 employees. We had uh, 48 offices. We did hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in annual revenue. So this was an important mark for the overall overall company where we're top five, top 10 in the, in the annual revenue of the company. So whatever we did or I did as the CEO for that market had impact, direct impact on, on, the, on, the, on the stock price. Mm. Um, I think if I know now, I'd be way more over my head than I was back then. Because back then, you know, you're just an ambitious young guy who just wants to showcase that, you know, the bosses didn't make a wrong decision. So you just go all out. You just make sure you, like sports-wise, you just put the effort in. It's like, you know, they say it's, it's the will, not the skill. So I just put the will in. So in terms of I'm here, I'll figure out the skill. And it actually happened. So it took time and it was a big task because literally if people who did follow Groupon, because it was a big, 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 you know, big store back then, Groupon had an incredible IPO, but then crashed from over $22 down to two, $3 in a span of a couple of years. So instead of a growth company, it became, okay, how can we make this profitable? And we never had the, the goal of being profitable. Our goal was always, how can we have more growth? So we had up to 30 million users that we acquired in our market, just in our market. So you had a structure that was built on growth with sales team in every office and everywhere. And then like, okay, 180 degrees turn, now make it profitable, you have two quarters. So it was an incredible experience, uh, met incredible people. I'm uh, very, very obviously uh, in depth to my, to my bosses, my, that they trusted a young, a young lad like me, you know, back then such a big, big, big country and big market. But once you are able to manage a public listed company, everything else afterwards is, is, is much, much easier, it's much, much nicer. Now, you know, having a private company, I don't have to ask or look over my shoulder. I know what I can say. I know what I don't have to say, but I don't have to double check everything in my PR department. Mm, fair enough. I think a lot of people will relate to that story of now 
the pressure to make things profitable because the whole tech world has sort of gone through something oh, similar. Oh, the, it's been a bloodbath. I mean, um, you know, <laughs> probably. So it's one of those things where I think the last couple of years, any business that had, didn't have business fundamentals didn't survive. Anything just based on a hockey stick projection in three years time that has no substance died. Hmm. Which is twofold, which is maybe good because there was a lot of things out there that shouldn't have been ventured or supported. But there's also bad because a lot of innovation requires, I mean, Bionic is five years old. You know how many mistakes we made? If every time we made a mistake, the market would have said, you should die now, we wouldn't be here today. Hmm. Like it, we've been never in a better position than we are today. And on this way, on this path, I mean, we'll, Bionic is a UK company. First year we launched Brexit. <laughs> then we had pandemic COVID. Bionic is based on blood testing. The nurses couldn't go to people's homes. Then uh, you had you know, the, the, the Russia-Ukraine situation. We were exposed, we were in the Russian market at that moment. We had to completely pull out of the Russian market because of that exposure. Then you have now the situation, what's going on geopolitically. So everything that is happening, regardless where you are, it feels like everywhere is an impact on a business. And a startup is, I mean, people know the foundation, is not there yet because you're only so many years into it. So all those things can directly impact you. Mm. I mean, Facebook changes algorithm. Facebook used to be 75% of the revenue stream generation of new subscribers. It changes the algorithm. You don't have the data sets. It doesn't make economic sense anymore. You have to completely restructure the team to make it more B2B focused. Mm. All those things as a startup, if there is no backing from the market, you can't afford to make those mistakes, even if it's not even your own mistakes. Mm. So it's been an interesting ride, yeah. So it, it, that's fascinating to think of it like that, that the, the volatility and the changing goalposts and changing pitch size all the time is puts even more requirement of having business fundamentals in place. That's why, I mean, again, listen, Bionic has been historically a venture company. So we are educating the market that personalized health is the future. When you educate the market, you have to invest money more than you earn because it's a path where you are converting people from, hey, this product is on the shelf. It says, Take two pills. Why should Richard take two pills and Vadim take two pills if Vadim weighs one and a half times more than Richard? Why should Samantha, who weighs half of Richard, take those pills, although she's twice his age and probably shouldn't take it? So this is an educational part that we have to invest money in. So in this status, in this current market, our proposition is a very mid to long term thing, which is more difficult than the companies who are, who are profitable right away. Hmm. They're profitable right away. They have a different valuation because you can't ride a hockey stick. Like if I sell mattresses at, at a profit, that's fine. That's an interesting, good business, but nobody's going to give me a, a multiple on my revenue as a mattress business, right? Yeah. So you have to find the right balance where how can you create value as soon as possible with positive ROI while still building something that can disrupt the market. And you launched in 2018. And what did you launch with then? And if you just describe for people who, who aren't yeah. familiar with Bionic, what's the product and service right now? So sure, we launched 2019, January 2019, we launched in London. We launched it as a very, very hands-on premium product where a nurse would come to a client's home, take a 50, blood per, a 50 parameter blood test. This uh, blood test would be half everything around micronutrients, which is vitamins and microelements, and half overall general health. Based on this blood test, we would then... Uh, mix personalized Swiss-made granules 
The granules are prebiotic that infuse vitamins and elements that the person needs. So it's basically your personalized multivitamin to make it very, very simple based on your blood test data. And then you would take this formula for three months, redo the blood test and compare what has changed in your body, what has been absorbed, how much. And our goal is to drive your blood values up to optimal levels. So then your body, instead of fighting deficiencies, can focus on restoration, recovery and growth. Because we have the uniqueness of Bionic, the prehistory of Bionic is when launching Bionic 2019, I purchased the intellectual property of seven years of research of clinical trials in Switzerland that showcased how personalized micronutrients impact the cognitive and physical function of professional athletes. And what, what those results showed, the medical trials showed is that if you optimize the vitamin levels of people, they are on average 10 days per year less sick. By being less sick per year, your body, instead of recovering from sickness, can actually maintain and optimize itself in other areas. Hmm. And this is what we're focusing on. We're focusing on providing personalized solutions to remove your deficiencies and allow your body to focus on growth. Hmm. That's where the word optimization is coming from. So the product was nurse comes to your home, takes the blood test. You receive three months of personalized supplements, you redo the blood test, you see the results, and then you subscribe. It's a subscription model where every three months you get new personalized supplements based on the blood values that we've seen. This is 2019. Mm. This was in the UK only. Since then, we expanded to 12 markets until beginning of this year. And then this year, I think this was this is the 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 biggest changing point for Bionic in our history. I think 2023 will go down as uh the year of the product market fit for us. We did two things. As you mentioned in the beginning, we have now over 50,000 actually users who have done uh, repeated blood tests, which gives us the, probably the largest database in the world of micronutrient-based blood testing on a continuous level. And those people are from different demographics, different gene pools, and on all of our five continents. So because of that, we were able to create a second product. So we have the professional product called Bionic Pro, which is the blood test based personalized supplements. And then we created this year and launched it four months ago, a product called Bionic Go, which is a questionnaire based product where Richard, you fill in a questionnaire of 43 questions. Vadim fills in a questionnaire of 43 questions. You then Richard, go ahead and do a blood test also, Bionic Pro. I, Vadim, only do the questionnaire Bionic Go. After I fill in a questionnaire, if my questionnaire and yours match each other, for example, then our algorithm will go out and see for more people similar to our questionnaires who did the blood test in the past and will be able to predict based on the data what I will need as Vadim with a Bionic Go product without actually having to do the blood test. Mm. And the moment we launched this product that was not tied to a physical blood test, but only used AI in terms of interpreting what I would need, we became a global company. Mm. So in the last four months, we have grown the 10X that every startup is looking for. And most importantly, the US market became our biggest market in the world, which is interesting because four months ago, we didn't have a single client in the US. So in four months time, the US became the biggest market for Bionic. And while we did this in parallel, we started a second feature where now if one of the clients or of potential users has already a blood test themselves. They did it with by insurance. They did it in the past. They've done it at a you know, recent visit. They can now upload their blood test to our platform or in the app. 
and receive the supplements on their own blood test that they did without us, mm. which again expanded. Now we have clients in Australia and Rwanda and in Brazil and Mexico. Mexico has been, Latin America has been huge. Um, where everybody starts just uploading their blood tests and receiving personal supplements. So this was our big product market fit where it's like, okay, how can you scale it in a global company? How can you remove the entry barrier? How can you take advantage of the largest database of biochemical data points while offering a personalized tailor-made product that is, we, we don't think there is not comparable to anything else in the market. Yeah, fascinating. So yeah, one of the things I picked up on there, you mentioned at the end is the market entry part, because before you, you need to be on the ground, not just with licenses, but with your own nurses and trained like that. And now obviously you can go faster, but you did choose sort of to come into this region uh, a couple of years into the business. Was there a reason behind that? I think, uh, I mean, first of all, be very clear. We moved Bionic, we launched Bionic here beginning of 2021. This region has been so energetic and so dynamic and so welcoming uh, that I moved myself with my family here uh, a couple of years ago. So literally six, seven months after launching Bionic here, I was so amazed by the region that I said, I want to live here. I want to be I want to be in the center of the movement because I truly believe this is the place to be uh, Dubai, UAE, Middle East. This region is up and coming. And the, one of the reasons is you just feel from the people who are here because they want to do something. Hmm. It's not stagnant. It's not, let's call it conservative. It's innovative. Um, it's uh, performance. And everybody here becomes more and more health focused every year. The, the, the difference that we see in behavior patterns here from five to 10 years ago, when we know we had humongous problems in the region here with diabetes, with cholesterol issues, that is changing to a very, very pro-health and you know, advanced and, and you know, longevity-focused area, whereas a company like Bionic has seen tremendous demand. The UE has very quickly become one of the biggest markets for us. And since uh, summer of this year, we're now across all GCC markets, which has been the fastest growing market for us in terms of adaptation and brand awareness. That's fascinating. And um, so that's great. So you've moved here. Uh, you know, if you had to continue with the, the original, say, and current Bionic Pro product, would you feel that you would have to move to many new markets entry or can you run uh, run the company globally? This is the, gr the great thing. And as I think this is my first public statement on this, we are a, a global company now officially and B I've told, and we have offices in Berlin and London here in Dubai and New York. And I've told all my employees globally that if anybody wants to relocate to Dubai, we're going to open up our hub here going forward. Wow. They're more than welcome. They can, we can move the entire team here. I'm, lo I'm looking for everyone from my team globally. And we're over 85 people to happily join us here in the Dubai office. That's fascinating. Of, of those 85 people, what, what's the makeup? Like, what do they do? Uh, majority, so the biggest part is R&D development and medical. So because, as I said, we have a proprietary algorithm that indicates what kind of personalized micronutrients you need. Uh, and because of the global aspect that we want you to be able to upload to blood test results and receive personalized information for you tailor-made based on the information we have around you. So anything in terms of nutrition, anything in terms of per micronutrient supplements, anything in terms of workouts and activity levels, this is everything included into Bionic. So that's the largest part. 
Um, then you have a business development part and marketing part in terms of, you know, brand awareness, brand reach. And then you have for the Bionic Pro clients, who, which are very, very, um, call them, you know, expect a white glove treatment. We have a client management team that personally handles uh, the needs of our buying pro clients. And the first group of people, are they, are they, do you do the manufacturing yourself? Do you have a lab? Are they the scientists? So the way this works is you, we have a, we, we're working with a Swiss manufacturer who produces the raw materials. And then we have our own laboratory in London where we mix every single supplement mixture and ship it globally from London globally. And one of the other things that's impressive of your company is uh, the the tech and the seamless. There's an app. That, yep. You know, what what part of that? You know, when people think of supplements or or anything, you know, personalized, uh, you know, health or uh, this sector, they don't necessarily think of tech. So how does that come into it? It's very. I mean, listen. Uh, I can make make it this example. Uh, you know, do you take supplements? Like, would you do you take omega? And you like tell me yes, yeah. and I'll be like, hey Richard, how do you know it works? Silence. So the reason <laughs> the reason why we have an app is because we're the only supplements in the market that can actually prove the efficacy of our product. You need an app because you have a data point. This is starting point A to starting point B. If you take the supplements at the dosage prescribed by our algorithm, we expect you to reach your optimal level in such terms in this kind of duration. This is the, the reason why we're the only company with a supplement for us, supplements that needs an application, because we're the only one that actually back its statement of impacting positively your overall health. Hmm. So this is the foundation of Bionic. This is why it's, we're not a supplement company, we're a health tech company, because the way we see ourselves, we see us as a personalized recommendation engine for your health goals. And by receiving information from you, and this is the interesting part now. It's not just your blood data. It's how many steps you take per day. Is we're official partner with Whoop and with Aura. So what's your activity level? The more information we receive from you in terms of what are you doing? We even, we own one of probably, we own the leading interactive mirror in the region where we have data points in terms of how people work out, what is the posture while working out, what is their capabilities. So the more data points we receive from a person in terms of a daily lives, activity levels and behavior points, the more we can recommend personalized solutions to them. Hmm. So this is the reason you have an app because we're looking much more ahead in terms of just giving you a physical product. We're giving you a personalized physical product, but we want to make sure you see how it works internally for you and your body. And then what stage are you at on that? Uh, because there's, there's a lot that, you know, apps and wearables doesn't do on data right now. How, how out of 10, like what, how advanced is this? Uh, I, this is, so, uh, we just, um, the head of Google nutrition, the former head of Google nutrition and one of the general managers of Google X joined our advisory board. So he joined us and after joining us, this is the following, what he said, he's like, you guys are so advanced. What the things that you're working on right now, the average consumer doesn't even understand or cherish or see it. So to answer your question is, we believe that we're just in the beginning of our journey. But in terms of compared to other market, to other in the market, we're a 10 out of 10, not because we're so great. It's just because in the field that we're playing and nobody else is playing the game of continuous tracking of improvement. So what you see now in the Bionic app, where you can actually see every single parameter, how it changes over time, what it means, what it does, what you can do to impact it, that's the second to none in the market. Okay, I know you, you're not calling yourselves a supplement company, but why do you think that people in the space that you've entered yeah. 
uh, haven't innovated? Uh, you know, why haven't they got apps and other? Well, because of the entry barrier, as I said in the beginning, if first of all, if you want to build a company that makes that makes money, then you do a vitamin company. The margin on the shelf product of a vitamin. If you go now to a, to a pharmacy here and you buy a multivitamin, their their margin is ninety percent. They buy it for a quid, not even probably pence, and then sell it for you ten times more. They put half the money in marketing; the rest. They take out the cover costs and make some profit. That's the standard approach. They don't have the money to put anything into development or educating the market. Their goal is I take nice pictures of good looking people with a smile on their face and tell, hey, Richard, you see those nice looking people with their smiles? They're drinking this vitamin. If you drink this vitamin, you might have smiles like this too and maybe even get a body like that too. So that's a promotional product. This is the reason nobody goes in. When we went in there, the hassle that we had, as you said in the beginning, first of all, we had to find the nurses. Then you have the data points of the blood test. Thirdly, nobody likes doing blood tests. I don't, I've never met a person who said, I love doing blood tests. There's people who are scared of blood tests. Mm. The fact that you have to be, you know, for the blood test, you have to prepare yourself. You know, it's ideally that you have to be fasted for it. All those things that we got to this point. I mean, we signed, I think, over 10 uh, partners with medical institutions all over the place. I mean, in, in the UAE here, we're a partner of King's College Hospital, the Valiant Clinic. You know, we sign with those partnerships because it's such a hurdle for people to trust a new company in, in the health space that they want to make sure you're part with somebody else who already has the reputation, institutional reputation in that field, like a hospital with a, with a big name and, and trust factor. So it's a very, very difficult road. But once you cross that road, once you've done your duty, like you paid your dues, you went through this, you have the partnership. I mean, one of our very first partners is a, is a modern, modern um, medicine wellness uh, location called Lanzerhof. They're Austrian, they're also in Germany and the UK. They're the number one modern medicine institution in the world. Hmm. They, when we approached them 2019, we said, we would like to partner with you. They came to us like, guys, we have every week, we have some supplement company coming to us and telling us they want to partner with us. How do we know that you guys actually work? We don't want to sell something and just advertise something that we don't know if it works or not. And we're like, here's 24 clinical trials, here's 25 medical publications, here's seven years of research, here's the data points, this is why it works. They've never seen this approach before. Their medical team started testing our product for six months. This was mid of 2019. And by the end of 2019, we became their official partner have been ever since. Mm. So. This is the reason why you put in the work because to sign those partnerships. Now we're signing partnerships with insurance providers. No company, no, no, no supplements company off the shelf can, can have an insurance provider contract because the insurance provider cannot cover part of that cost because they don't know if it works or it doesn't work. What's it based on? Explain the, how that works. So part of your insurance is blood test. So it's Bionic, Bionic Pro. The product is it's a blood testing component and there is a supplement component and a lot of insurance covering either the entire blood test or part of the blood test. So you can use your policy for, for the blood test component. Yeah, it's fascinating how you explained that's the credibility part as well. And I guess that's one of the things that the incumbents or the legacy players in an industry have, uh, however they got it. But, uh, you know, but talk a little bit about the the supplements category, because yeah. uh, as you kind of reference there are lots of them popping up and uh, how do you view the status quo in the industry? Uh, so it is 
clinically proven that the placebo effect is 7%, which means if you drink a pill and I tell you this pill is a limitless pill or a super pill, your body will actually physically improve by 7% if you believe strong enough in it. So if I give you a multivitamin pill and tell you, you will be less sick because of drinking it, there's a categorical and clear evidence that this works. And it doesn't matter what's in that vitamin pill. What now comes Vadim and tells you, you know what's in this vitamin pill? It's gelatin, which is um, pig bone and starch, which is sugar, to spike up your insulin when you intake it to increase absorption of whatever is in there. So every time I give you a pill, I give you gelatin or I give you sugar to spike you in insulin to absorb a dosage. And now comes the important part. The on-the-shelf product that you can buy has a dosage that if you have a two-year-old child that by accident drinks that pill, nothing will happen to this child, which is great because it's good for safety. It's horrible for Richard who's trying to improve his immunity because as a grown adult, who wants to prepare himself for, you know, change in weather, travel, post whatever, you actually want to have a dosage that can support your body. But the dosage will never be able to support your body because it's not meant for you. It's meant for the general population. So it's not unsafe for them. So as long as you understand you're drinking something that is a carb driven, minimal dosage product, but the placebo effect is strong enough, so you might still believe it. So this is the status of the current supplement market. Mm. It's super low dosage. It's super high gelatin or starch. But it still works a little bit because as long as you believe in it, it works. Mm. That's up to you. And hey, I am, I've drank multivitamins in, before. If I believe strong in it, there's a positive impact. Go ahead. I'd rather have you do it than not do it. The thing that I don't want you to do is... What people do right now is, and I see it everywhere, when they drink 40 or 50 different pills, they don't know if they need those 40 or 50 different pills. There is a risk of overdosage. There is a 100% guaranteed spike in insulin. There's a very high risk of blockage of certain elements because certain elements you cannot drink together at the same time. So what I see now with all those Instagram biohacker, Insta famous influencer personal trainers where they show you this hand of 43 pills and they chug it down. If you multiply the carbs in each of those pills and you understand how they work in between each other, you realize that this is impossible. This is the reason why we use Swiss made granules. So we use a patent technology where we don't give you pills. It's a granular form that absorbs inside of the granular. It absorbs the ingredients, which will be then in you distribute in your body over 12 hours mm. so it's a slow absorption process in your body slow release so there is no blockage there is no insulin spike there's no toxicity and it goes over time in your body and this took the swiss company over 25 years to develop and we did all our research based on those granules so we know now how much higher absorption level is from our product which in the granular form compared to the typical off the off the shelf pills Fascinating. It, it is such a complex space. Uh, you, you understand it more than most, but for the regular person, it's quite complex. To, you know, and I think you mentioned earlier about the education part. Uh, is it in this region? You mentioned that like behavior is changing. People are more interested in educating themselves on that. But are, do you think they're getting the right information? Again, I think there are several steps in your evolution as a human being in terms of interest towards health. When you're young, you don't think of health because you have all the health you need. When you get a bit older, you start thinking of health as a woman 
And this is, again, not stereotypical, but just based on the data that you have as a woman a little bit earlier because you start thinking about anti-aging, you think about longevity. As a guy, you start thinking about your health a bit later, if you, especially if you're not thinking with sports. So our typical demographic of clients is females 35 plus and men after 40. And if the females come to us, they come to us because they want to enhance their anti-aging procedures and approaches. The men normally come to us once they already had a first health scare. So men come to us when they, something happened, they ended up at the hospital or they got sick. And they're like, okay, I can't continue doing what I used to be doing. So this aspect of this evolution of behavior is also in line with the products that they use. So in the beginning, you don't use any health products. Then you start using some health products. You know, you try to have that multivitamin pill, or you might go to the doctor once a year, or you might, you know, visit, visit some, some other form of specialist. But then you, when you, once you get to a certain age group and stage, you want to continuously monitoring your health. You want to know what goes on. You don't do it on a regular basis. You don't wait until you get sick. You do it proactively. So it's, you know, in terms of what can I do now to not get sick in the future? So we're part of this cycle of changing of, of, the, of the people's mindsets that I'm not going to wait to get sick. I'm going to get something done now. I'm going to figure out what I need right now. So having this, the phase of you going to the pharmacy and buying a pill off the shelf is a normal phase. And this phase happens around 20, 25 to 35. But once you educate yourself and you understand that this of one size does not fit all product is not good enough anymore for your new stage of life, you then look for the solutions like Bionic. And to talk a little bit about the, okay, the, the 42 pills, the, the, the multivitamins, uh, but, and you're doing it personalized, I get it with the blood test, but I guess there's other ways that people can have personalized that, that is in between somehow. Uh, you know, there's bioresonance is getting popular. There's different types of understanding people's physiology and, and what they need. Uh, do you think that any of that has merit? So for, first of all, this is very important. Uh, we're, not uh, we're not advocating supplementation. Supplementation, a word is a supplement, it's an additional part. Uh, you could get what you need out of a healthy lifestyle and a proper diet. The problem is with the proper diet, the proper diet would have to be so specific that you have to be perfect every day. You would have to have two pounds of cabbage every day. You have to have, you know, certain things in such volumes that although possible is very, very unlikely that you can do it on a regular basis. So we, first of all, say 70% of your overall health is nutrition. If you have a bad diet and you take bionic, it will not help you. So this is the baseline. Nutrition, number one. Activity level, number two. Sleep, number three. Now, if you have those three fields covered, supplementation will support you on your nutrition because it will make, make up the deficiencies from your food. It will support you on activity level and it will support you in the quality of sleep. So this is where supplementation is coming in. Whatever else is in the market, if it supports those three fields of nutrition, activity level, and sleep, I'm all for it. I'm trying every single thing. Like all my friends know, I, there's not a single thing I haven't tried. I mean, except for stem cells. Like literally, I'm flying all over the world, checking out new technologies. I'm the guy who's in, you know, in the ice bath every single day for 12 minutes with four degrees water just to figure out how does it impact, what does it do, what it doesn't do. I do infrared saunas. I do every single thing that you can come up with because I'm trying to figure out what is the holy grail, where is the answer. Mm. I haven't found it yet. I'm still building. I think one of my biggest hobbies, my personal biggest hobbies that I started maybe four or five years ago, I'm trying to create the perfect day. 
like if I have unlimited time and unlimited resources, how would look, how would my perfect day look like? Where would I put in the ice bath, if at all? Where would I put in the hyperbaric chamber? Where would I put in the infrared sauna? What is the food that I would do? What would I do, wouldn't do? There's, that's kind of like my passion that I become with, where I'm like, okay, I'm interested in. So anything comes to market, I'm happy. People don't understand, it's like, oh my God, there's a new competitor. I'm like, guys, this is great. What you guys don't understand, when a competitor comes to the market, what most likely is going to happen is the competitor is going to try to educate the market while the status quo is broken. Mm -hmm. If somebody else besides me screams, hey guys, you can't drink the off-the-shelf product because it says drink two pills for every single person in the world, I'll be happy. Because the moment you start thinking, okay, off-the-shelf is not correct for me, that's where Bionic has already won. Because the mindset is changing. So I'm happy with whatever comes to the market. Fascinating. That's good kind of life ambition as yeah. well. A nice one. Uh, yeah. So how big an opportunity is health tech and how much has Bionic raised and what's your path there? So uh, health tech is one of the largest, fastest growing sectors and industries in the VC world. Um, I mean, personal health and everything around that has, has grown, you know, double digit percentages for, for years. Um, is doubling in tripling in size. Um, so Bionic, uh, we're very, very happy that we have some of the strongest uh, VCs backing us. So Hardspring Ventures is um, one of our leading uh, backers, which is a German-based VC fund with you know billions of, of, of dollars raised with several unicorns. We have Unbound um, out of the UK with one of the strongest networks you know, globally backing us. Rocket Internet, which was one of the, um, the backers of Groupon, is also one of our investors. Uh, Porsche, Porsche, the car maker, has a Porsche Venture arm, which is also one of the backers of Bionic. So we have raised significant, significant, I mean, tens of millions of, of dollars in the past by some of the leading uh, VC funds in, in the world. And uh, what's the future plans on both? The future plan is the following. Um, now that we have surpassed the point of, of understanding how to scale, now it becomes very, very clear what to do next in terms of this is becoming now, okay, the product has the highest retention in the market, but retention means how many people who have to use the product are coming back and continue the product. We are four to five times higher than the market average of people after trying the product of them continuing it. So we, we have now the predict, we have the capability to predict in terms of the growth now comes the point is where do you attract the users? So as I said before, the two products buy and go, which is a questionnaire-based product. Uh, this product is our we call it the entry product for for the for bionic users. If you don't know about bionic, try bionic go. Try how it feels, try the granular, try how it makes you feel. And then we see a lot of people who start with Bionic Go and then switch to Bionic Pro because they want to actually then see their own personal blood test data, not just other people's data impacting their, their results. Um, so for us, it's all about global expansion now. Uh, as I said, the U.S. market became the biggest market in a span of less than four, half a year. So you were going to see a lot of, lot of uh, uh, materials, marketing materials and brand and PR exposures in the U.S. market in the nearest future. And then here in the region, I mean, UAE has been incredible. We just signed... And announced two days ago, we're the official partner of the Department of Culture and Tourism for Abu Dhabi. So we're part of their innovation of the wellness and hospitality space. So we will, um, we will in the region, 
you know, continue to integrate with the leading, leading hospitality players. We're already here, official partner with the Four Seasons. We're partnering with them here. We're right now working on a project here in the Ritz-Ritz-Carlton and DIFC. We have several projects here in Dubai that we're very, very passionate about because I think there's a big change coming. And we have a humongous project in the works that hopefully next couple of months I can share here in Dubai mm. that we believe will be a game changer for the entire region. Fascinating. And just to finish then, do you, you know, you've moved your family here. You're obviously happy yeah. here. Is your outlook on the Middle East and North Africa that it's an emerging market that will emerge per se? I mean, the growth cap, I mean, the growth of the region, the capital that's moving to the region, the interest in the region, and then for our sector, the interest to our sector has been tremendous. And I think it's second to none. I have one of my closest friends, and I don't want to say anything bad about Germany, one of my close friends from Saudi. Um, there is a, a health conference every year in Germany that he travels to for tens of years. And last time he traveled there, um, the people there, the Germans, they're like, what are you doing here? This conference has lost its, you know, his, its, its position. Everybody's going to the Dubai Health Conference. Mm. Like the whole world, also from conference perspective, is shifting towards Dubai, to this region, because here's where the growth is. If you just look at the growth of the businesses here, of the region here, it's completely different. So again, we feel very, very strongly about the region. As I said, we want to set up our global hub here after moving, you know, from London and Berlin and, and New York offices here. And on a personal level, I mean, you, how can you not like walking around in shorts in December? <laughs> You're like a basketball player even now. Every day. I, 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 nothing changed. Nothing changed. Pleasure talking to you this morning, Vadim. And Thanks, we'll follow you and Bionic as you make more announcements. Awesome. Cheers. Thanks a lot. That was really good. Uh, thanks, Vadim, for explaining everything about the medical side and the data side of our health. Uh, fascinating sector, really, and I'm glad we were able to bring this interview to you guys for free. But if you want to pay for it, you can watch on Smashy.tv streaming service, uh, where, of course, all the UAE uh, local sports for football, futsal, volleyball, handball and basketball is available. Uh, last week we streamed the Mina Cup in football and this weekend there'll be a whole host of other games as well. Uh, as Love in Dubai, we're at the Rugby Sevens this weekend as media partner. Uh, there's a lot of activity. It is UAE National Day weekend, so happy National Day to everyone here uh, in this great country. And, uh, you know, thank you to our producers, Hamid Hashem and Ali Khalil, who put this show together. Uh, you'll be able to read about it on Love in Dubai. Annika, usually from the team, writes up these articles uh, and the rest of our team uh, pushed these out on Smashy Business Instagram uh, and across social profiles. This was a Smashy Business production as part of the Augustus Media Podcast Network. And we'll be back next week with another episode.